This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Good Friday. Welcome to Good Friday. There's nothing like this day. Uh, I don't even think it's Good Friday. I think it's Great Friday because he stayed the course. That's what moves us from Good Friday to even Great Friday than any other Friday we've experienced because Jesus stayed the course. Happy Good Friday, everybody. We're so glad you tuned in today and for this really special. This is our first ever Good Friday service. We had no idea that it would look like this, that we would be doing it under these circumstances. But today, we are committed to celebrating this Good Friday because Jesus stayed the course. Good Friday teaches us that there's a difference between being buried and being planted because Jesus stayed the course. Buried and planting look so similar. They're so similar. The difference is the outcome. See, burying is you're in a dark place. It's the same as planting. Burying is you're down, you're feeling down, and there's weight on top of you, just like being planted. But the difference is the outcome. The difference is the expectation. And on this Friday, 2,000 years ago, people thought they buried Jesus Christ as he hung on that cross and died, but he stayed the course. And because he stayed the course, we, have, we know what's coming. Sunday is coming, Easter Sunday. Oh, the devil thought he buried the Son of God, but heaven knew it planted a Savior because he stayed the course. All oh, the crowd thought that they had buried a rebel. Oh, but heaven knew it planted a king because he stayed the course. We're so glad you're with us today. We have so much to celebrate. We are not those that mourn or grieve on this day because we know that Sunday is coming. And today on this great Friday, on this great Friday, we celebrate today that Jesus stayed the course for you and me. We're so glad you're with you today. We're gonna enjoy communion. I want to encourage you today uh, as we get ready for this weekend and celebrate this weekend. I want to start by reading Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49, 16, all of us that are joining us on YouTube and Facebook, we're so glad you're here. And uh, I know you're sharing it on your pages and your friends and you're giving it comments. And we're celebrating today. It's like a party in the chat rooms on Facebook and on YouTube. So give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Uh, communicate to each other because we are celebrating. We're, we are isolated, but we are together in celebrating this day. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16. I love this verse. One of my favorite verses in scripture. It says, see, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem walls in ruins. I love that picture. It says, I've, I have written your name on the palms of of my hand. This was the Old Testament, but it was a foreshadow of Jesus actually having the nail prints in his hands. On, on Good Friday, when he was taken off the cross and he had nail prints in his hands, we know that that represents you and me. See, when I was a teenager, I remember when I had to remember things. Sometimes I even do it now. If something's important, I'll write it on my hand. Why do we do that? We write things on our hands saying, I can't forget. I'll write it on my hand, something important. Why? Because we know our hands are within our sight. We know that we're not going to forget about it. We're not going to put it on a piece of paper in the corner and walk away from it. That sooner or later when we're picking something up, when we're working on something, when we're doing something, we'll see what we wrote on our hand. Because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. But when it's in sight, 
It's always on your mind. And the Bible says that God wrote our names on the palms of his hands. Because why? Because we're within his sight and we're on his mind. Jesus, when he died on that cross, when he was crucified, when he rose again, it says that there was nail prints on his hands. Why? Because every time he looks at them, it's within his sight. Then we are on his mind. I want to let you know today, wherever you are, whoever you are, whether you know God or you're far from God, whether you, are, you feel like you have a faith or you're figuring it out, you need to know today, you're within his sight and you're on his mind today. It's Good Friday and we have so much to celebrate today. I want to encourage you from 1 Corinthians as we take communion today. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're going to start reading in verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, this is the communion passage that's so popular in church and we're going to unpack this today and then we're going to take communion together. So hopefully you have some bread and some juice or anything we'll do today. Hey, we're making do in isolation. Some of the kids have joined us today, little kids with us. We love the kids in our church and those online, and maybe they have cookies today. Uh, maybe you got crackers. I don't know what you got today, but today we're going to, it's not so much what we take, but it's why we take it. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. On the night he was betrayed, on the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. Today, for the next few minutes, I want to just encourage you today on this Good Friday as we go after some of the why, and then we celebrate today with communion. This title uh, today, if you're taking notes and if you're home today, take notes. If you're thinking about something I want you to, to marinate on, to think upon, to, to focus on, it's on this thought, memories, mirrors, and open doors. Memories, mirrors, and open doors. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. God, we are so excited. Father God, our heart is full of expectation because we know on this day, that Good Friday, where we remember your death and burial, we can't help but jump ahead. We can't help but fast forward because we know Sunday is coming. God, we are full of hope. And in this season, in this season of trial, this season where it feels like our culture may be buried, it may feel like our jobs are buried, it may feel like our hope is buried, we remember what happened 2,000 years ago in the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that fills our church, our lives, our businesses, our hope and our dreams is the God that you have a plan. So Father, I pray for hope today, hope to flood through these channels, hope to flood through these cameras. And God, we pray today that we'd remember your goodness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Memories, mirrors, and open doors. It says in verse 24, it says this in our, in our text today. It says, this is my body which was given to you. Do this to remember me. Uh, photo albums have changed. If you're a 70s or 80s kid, this is probably what a photo album looked like for you. I don't know what it is. I was born in the 70s. They were colorful. Man, there was flower ones. We had crazy stuff. We, there was patterns. It's like my parents were hippies. And when I was growing up, this is what photo albums looked like. The little sticky pages with the paper. 
holding up pictures of family and, and loved ones. Now today, kids have photo albums and they're on, uh, they're on Facebook and Instagram. It looks different than it did, than it, than it used to. I got some pictures today that I wanted to put up on screen. And I don't know if you can see this one, this first one today. I'm remembering today. That's my boy, Josh. It's his birthday today. Josh, I'm so proud of you. He's 16. My son is 16. This is not yesterday. This is a few years ago when me and my wife, we go through pictures on, on, on our cameras and on our phones and, and our old digital cameras and even some we printed and we remember this is him playing electronic drums with his curly hair. We remember him. And then there's another picture a couple years later and I love this picture. Look at that smile. See, you, you marry a good-looking woman, you have good-looking kids, and we remember. And then some pictures from my life. This is one of my first pictures ever taken, my mom ever took of me. This is me and my sister. And I can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure she's plotting my death in this, in this picture. Uh, she's smiling for the camera, but she wasn't happy about having to share the love in the family. So she was plotting some things. This is me and my sister, one of our first pictures. And then this next picture is me in the wild. This is me in the wild. Uh, my first steps. My mother sent me these this week, and uh, uh, that's me and all my... That's fashion, people. That's fashion in 1978, 1977, right there. That's what fashion looked like. It's Mike in the wild. And uh, some of my first steps. When we look at pictures, what do we do? We remember. When we remember, it places value on something. When people go away and they travel, and those days are going to come back again when we travel... I love it. I love bringing souvenirs back for people. And I love when people bring me back souvenirs because what they're saying is, I remembered you when I didn't see you. When I was far away from you, I remembered you. I had a friend pick up Starbucks mugs and I love Starbucks mugs. And they picked up a Starbucks mug on a trip to Mexico a few years ago on their honeymoon. And they brought back this mug. And what they were saying is, even though we were far away and we were on vacation, we thought of you and Nancy and we put value on you. When you remember something, what you're doing is you're putting value on someone. That's why photo albums, uh, we have baby albums. My mom has my baby albums. What she's saying is, no, no, these were just moments in time, but I wanted to capture them so I could remember them because they are so valuable to me. That's what remembering does. When you fail to remember, you eventually fail to celebrate. And what you fail to celebrate, you eventually tolerate. And what you tolerate will eventually leave your life. We've seen that in relationships. Sometimes when you don't celebrate relationships, it turns into tolerating. And that tolerating eventually leaves your life. Remembering is another way of celebrating importance of people in your life. Remembering builds faith. In Revelations 12, verse 11, it says that we overcame. It, we overcame by the blood of the Lamb, which is what Jesus did on Good Friday. But it's also the word of their testimony. When you share your story, in my faith, sometimes when I'm feeling under it, when I'm feeling more buried than planted, I start to tell my story. I start to tell moments in my life when God stepped into my marriage, stepped into my parenting, stepped into my singleness, stepped into my health, stepped into my finances. And when I remember, faith starts to build. That's why Jesus, the night before he was betrayed, as he did the Last Supper, as he instituted communion, before he was ready to go to the cross, he said, remember, moving forward, remember why. It places value 
and it keeps it in front of us. It also builds faith. I want to remind you today to remember where you were when Jesus found you. Remember what your life was like before you were aware of God's goodness in your life. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what your life was like? Do you remember the mess you were in? Do you remember how you had no idea of hope and a future? Remember today, communion is more than just a tradition. It's more than just religion. When we take communion in just a few minutes, we remember where we were when he found us. We remember where we were far from God when there was a God-shaped hole in our heart where we felt like we were always missing something. We remember life before Jesus forgave us for our sin. Today, when we take communion on this Good Friday, we remember memories. Communion is not also memories, it's also a mirror. Memory and also a mirror. It says in chapter 11, verse 27 and 28, it says you should examine yourself. Examine yourself. Mirrors. I got one here. I took this from my, from my daughter's room. And this mirror here is my, my daughter looks at it before she gets ready. And sometimes me and my wife will go into her room to make sure because a full-length mirror shows you. You know, I've realized is mirrors, there's different mirrors. There is no stronger, more accurate mirror than a hotel mirror, a hotel bathroom mirror. You know what I'm saying? You go into the bathroom there and they have the one on the, on the telescope and they have lights around it. And man, I remember a couple years ago, I was traveling, I was in this hotel bathroom and all of a sudden I pulled out that mirror. You know the one that has like the magnifying glass, like it's the Hubble telescope. Like you see pores and crevices and cracks and you see things that you didn't know was there. That mirror at home with the dim light, you're just kind of looking at, but you go to a bathroom, a mirror in a hotel, you see every flaw and as I'm, as I'm getting ready to go out and speak at this conference, I noticed this hair on my ear. I mean, it wasn't just a hair. This was like a mullet on my ear. It was like Tiger King on my ear. I'm like, what is that? It's like a Kid Rock concert was happening on my head. I was like, what is this? It was, you know, does your hair hang low? Does it wobble to and throw? It was so long. I swear I could curl it around my finger. And then I started to think, did no one else see this? Started doubting my wife's love for me. Started doubting my kids' honesty with me. They didn't have one friend. Not one friend would point out this hair on my ear. But that mirror showed things that I could never see on my own. Communion is not just a memory. It's also a mirror. When we take communion, the Bible says examine yourself. In this moment, when we take communion, it's like God's eternal mirror. Not to judge us. Not to make us feel bad about ourselves but to show us awareness. When we take bread and we take the juice in a moment, we examine ourselves. And here's the question God wants us to ask. It's, how is it with me and you, God? I'll remind you that God never makes you feel worse. God never pushes you down. God always examines us to bring us higher. Whenever you look in a mirror, you find the dirt on your face or you can address it. Communion isn't something to put a, a sentence on you or a judgment on you. It's to help purity come into your life. And the Bible says when we take communion, we examine ourselves. Today, how we examine ourselves in a, in a moment when we take it, we quietly say, God, how are, you, how are you and I today? How's our relationship? And he'll speak to you with such loving, endearing words. He'll speak to you about your thoughts. He'll speak to you maybe about your words. Maybe there's some resentment or some hardness in your heart that towards somebody. When you think of their face, you feel 
something inside and God wants to address that today. And when you examine yourself, God wants to wash you clean by the blood of the lamb. That, that, that blood that symbolizes in this juice, it washes us clean more than Tide can, more than Mr. Clean can. There's something that happens. And when you confess your sins and say, God, forgive me for that attitude. Forgive me for that thought or that action or those words. And he'll speak to you and it will never push you down. See, condemnation pushes you down. Conviction brings you higher. Like a mirror, a mirror's job is never to speak negative to your self-esteem. It's always so you can present the best that you are. And God's word always leaves us better than it found us. Memories and mirrors. Communion is more than just memories and mirrors. It's also an open door. An open door. I love this. It says in verse 25 of chapter 11, it says it's a new covenant. It's a new covenant. A covenant was a relationship. A covenant, when someone got in covenant, when you got in covenant in, in, in scripture with somebody, in a, it was more than just a business deal. When you got in covenant, it was more than a contract. It was life on life, meaning my life will go to honoring this, that everything I have is yours. Everything you have is mine. In this communion service, Jesus said, no, 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 the old way was you had to pay for your sins. The old way was you had to earn your sins. You had to give enough. You had to be enough. You had to try enough. You had to work it yourself and try to get yourself to heaven. But the new covenant, he said, this is a covenant. And he joined with us. And no, no, we are one now, which means everything that you have, Jesus said, is now mine. So all our junk and all our sin and all our pain, he took it. He said, I got that. But then we get everything that he has, righteousness, peace, and joy, and we get all that, and it's an uneven covenant. It's an unfair covenant because we are so blessed. It's a new covenant. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. See, a door, whenever you go to a door, doors always represent opportunity. People like to say this all the time, like, man, I, just, I get this, this door. I have this, I have this opportunity. I feel like a door might be opening in my career. Hear people say there might be a, I feel like there might be some doors opening for me down the road. What they're saying is there's some new possibilities, there's some new opportunities, there's some new adventure, there's some new influence. Whenever you walk up to a door, it always screams potential. Jesus said here that it's a new covenant. This new covenant is a door. It's a memory, something we remember. It's a, it's a mirror that we examine, but it's also a door. And so many people leave out the door of the new covenant of this relationship with Jesus. All they go back to is the old. Man, this is the way I grew up in church. Church is cold pews and stained glass and bad music. And they, they, they keep it to religion. But Jesus goes, this is more than religion. I'm offering you a new opportunity. I'm offering you a new adventure. I'm offering you new possibilities of a relationship with me. It's an open door today. I'm so thankful that he opened a door to me to direction, a way, truth, and life. I'm so thankful it's a door of truth in my life. And I'm so thankful it's a door of life. When you walk through that door of relationship with Jesus, where you say, God, I want you to forgive me for my sin. I remember where I was, but you found me. I look at myself and know I'm far from you, but I want to walk through that door of closeness to you. A miracle happens in your life. That's what we're celebrating on this Good Friday with communion. We're celebrating the God that took us from where we were, a God that examines where we are, but a God that leads us to where he wants us to be. Memories, mirrors, and open doors. Jesus is calling us to follow him to a partnership of relationship. 
The kind of life to walk away from is to walk away from adventure, peace, life, and joy. Today, before we take communion, I want to give you the opportunity to walk through that door of relationship. We call it being born again. We call it salvation. What it is, is it's new life. The, the gospel, which maybe you've heard, is, called, is translated the good news. This is the good news. It's not about religion and church and services and format. It's about understanding that the God that made you crossed heaven and eternity is the God that saved you. And the God that saved you is the God that wants to know you. Memories, mirrors, and open doors. If you're watching this online right now and you're saying, I don't have that kind of relationship. I have a relationship with church, but I don't know Jesus. We want to give you a chance right now before we take communion to celebrate memories, mirrors, and open doors. We want you to experience this open door relationship. If you're like, Mike, I don't know Jesus. I feel far from God. I still have that God-shaped emptiness uh, in my spirit and my life. I want to know this God that offers me direction, the way, truth. I don't want to be lied to anymore. Too many people have lied to me and life. I've had so many things that want to bury me, but life is the very essence of being planted. New life is going to come in your life. I believe today you can have that. It's as simple as praying. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, a miracle happens. A door opens where you can know God. He rushes in. You might be in isolation today, but you won't be alone because God is with you. If you want that today, we're going to pray. If you want to bow your head just for a moment, kids, we're going to bow our head, mom and dads, young adults, seniors, whoever you are today, wherever you're watching this from, just take a moment. Let's bow our head and pray. Would you say this prayer after me? Would you repeat this after me as a confession, as you saying, hey, I want that open door? Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, say it with me. Lord Jesus, I need you today. I want that open door of relationship. Would you forgive me for my sin? Would you come in and make sense of my today? And would you lead me tomorrow? I need you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. We're so excited today you walked through that door. Listen, if you walked through that door, would you do us a favor? Would you text the word faith? Just take that word faith and text it to that number you'll see on the screen, 902-903-2682. Just text faith to that number and we can just celebrate that journey with you. We want to celebrate with you. We want to connect with you. We just want to cheer you on. Just text that number faith, that, that word faith to that number today. Let's have communion today together. Jesus is looking for partners. Communion in verse 27. It starts with the mirror. How is it with you and God? Let me ask you today. How is it with you and God? How you doing? How you doing with God? Are you giving him access to your whole life? Are you showing him your whole heart? the good, the bad, and the ugly. How are you and God today? If you need to take a moment right now to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me. I love you. I'm following you, but forgive me where I've messed up this week. Forgive me where I've gotten far from you today. And he'll be quick to forgive. Then it says in verse 23, it says that he took bread. We take bread today. It says he took bread and he broke it. And he blessed it. You know, God always blesses broken things. Maybe you feel broken today. Jesus was broken so we could be blessed. Maybe your life feels broken today in this season that we're going through. There's blessing on the other side of brokenness. He blessed the bread and he broke the bread. Today we remember, we examine ourselves, and we take this bread together. Let's take it together.
Then it says in verse 25, it says this. He said, this is my cup. It's a new covenant between God and his people. This cup always represents to me a door. It's something new. I don't know what you've gone through in your life, but everybody needs a new start. There's something so rare but refreshing about second chances, about opportunity. And today, I don't know where this live stream finds you, but today God wants to offer you a door of opportunity to know God, to know the goodness of God, the forgiveness of God, the hope of God. In a moment as we take this cup, I want to remind you that we have an open door with him to a way, a truth, and a life. Come on, let's take it together. Amen. Amen. Memories, mirrors, and open doors. On this Good Friday, on this Good Friday, we celebrate that God loves us so much that when the world says he was buried, heaven knew he was planted. My friends, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. We love you so much. God bless you and happy Easter.